Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of Stoke Hunters. I have uh, the crew from Baseline Mountain out in central Alberta, south of Rocky Mountain House. Um, probably one of my favorite mountains in all of Alberta, probably the most welcoming group I've been to. Um, and if you haven't checked it out, you'll definitely want to check it out after this conversation. So I'll bring everyone on. Welcome guys to the podcast. Howdy. What's up? Okay. Hello. So I've definitely, uh, this podcast has gone from one guest to four to potentially five or six, depending on how many people else check on tonight. Um, but maybe let's start with like the history of Baseline and what you guys um, have done to build it there. So Baseline started like sometime in the 90s. There's a few uh, debates about that, but it actually held the Canada Cup uh, in the 90s for two, if not three years. So they had the best of the best from all over Western Canada, kind of hurling themselves down there as fast as they could. And then uh, they used to let amateurs race on there and everything. So uh, there's a few local legends that showed up and kind of beat the pros and upset a few of the timekeepers and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it started in the 90s. And then um, there was a bit of a sleeping giant there for probably until probably until when did you get there nathan probably uh 98 yeah your first time but when did uh you start hanging out again oh 2014 15. yeah so in 2015 it started gaining traction again and we started uh i guess building the community and you know spreading the stoke and getting it out there and yeah, that's our ongoing motto is dig the stoke and bury the hate. And from about 2014, 15, uh, I guess 17, the club started and uh, we took it from there. And now we're aiming for world domination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all the all the trails yeah. out there, or most of them anyways, is, have existed in one form or another for 20, 25 years. Um, quite a few of them built by a lot of the old school crew there that used to ride. It still does ride out there, but not quite as much as they used to because they all have families and are growing up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like people like Derek DeRocher, um, his group uh, did a lot of work in the background back in the day. Um, we've kind of came in and maintained We've made a few additions, but more or less maintained the the trails that the old school guys have created, and uh, tried to keep the flavor of them more or less the same. Um, old school steep fall line technical downhill trails. So that, uh, most of our our crew and uh, our executive board likes to ride. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> steep and deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a mountain that'll uh, it'll uh, throw you around if you don't know what to expect. Yeah, totally. And that's where like the the bury the stoke, uh, or, sorry, uh, the dig the stoke, dig the stoke, bury the hate kind of comes from. Is uh, we got like lots of people with uh, not a real technical downhill background who come out to the mountain, and uh, uh, I think they're expert riders and tempt our, uh, our our technical downhill trails and that uh, throws them for a bit of a loop and then uh, <laughs> sometimes like you get the odd person who likes to come out and help and contribute all the time and 
a lot of people like to sit on the internet and talk shit about how uh, we're not Silver Star and we don't have uh, eight foot tall berms and shit. But um. <laughs> oh no, I did I did um, yoga pants on a hardtail. So I think people need to just come out and ride rather than um, like always have egos. But that's just me. Yeah, totally. No, uh, baseline can definitely be a eye-opening experience for uh, some people who aren't used to quite that uh, technicality of riding, I guess. <laughs> well, it's called mountain biking, not yeah. groomed flow trail that somebody spent $100,000 on for me to ride. <laughs> I mean, you guys are getting a few flow trails, but... I mean, if you can't, like, I, I feel like baseline's like a standard. It's like, if you can't, if you can't make it through the blacks at baseline, they're probably maybe don't go to BC yet. I don't know. <laughs> well, point. I, I, I think that like the boys always told me, like I learned to ride there. I haven't been riding that long, but they always told me if you can ride baseline, you can ride anywhere. And then they just kind of threw me into it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah yeah baseline was my first mountain um that i rode this year and i've only been biking for a year but it's like if you go slow at it and have yeah. people show you i think you can have fun oh yeah. your, go your own pace learn at your own pace that's what it's all about anybody can ride with anybody that's the beauty of it all so yeah we try and curate like a really friendly community if, uh, any anyone can show up jump on shuttles uh, most people in the parking lot are willing to talk to you, have a conversation, not kind of look down your nose from the top of their twenty or fifteen thousand dollars Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Always three high fives in the parking lot too. So. <laughs> Lots of sweet high fives, but definitely if there's seats available in the shuttle, just yeah. get in. Let's have yeah. fun. Like, uh, I know everybody on the board has definitely shown show more than one beginner down the side of the mountain at yeah. uh, more than one occasion and is still happy to uh, either do a hot lap where you're burning brakes and back tires or just do a cruiser lap and you know, spread the stoke. That's what it's about. Yeah. You show up at the parking lot. You're not going to be sitting there waiting for somebody to talk to you. Like people approach you, offer you a ride to the top. It's a, it's a pretty sweet community out there yeah definitely the vibe the vibe i got and the welcoming i got i like i went out to um bc to Kelowna, revelstoke fernie like a lot of places and you know i it was just wild like eric was like hey come follow me through yoga pants i'm like i've never done it before he's like it's okay uh like i'll wait for you and same with diana and La and uh lance and um like eric even let me use like Tons of people like are like if they have a second bike, they're like, here, ride this and say your hardtail. Like it like I you don't see that at other places. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah no, like we're a we're a small community and we like the more people we get out there involved in the community and uh, willing to volunteer their time on the trails and, and if they feel welcome, I think more people are more willing to come out there and do that. And like we're a pretty we're a pretty small crew a core group of people who do a lot of the work on the trails and anyone else who comes out to contribute or help or in any way is appreciated like 
the more people we can get out to the trail days and everything, the more work we can do, the more we can grow the network, the more we can work on uh, our new trails that we're looking to build, some friendlier, easier trails that we're looking to build, uh, just to keep growing the mountain and the community out there. Because yeah, right now it's just a, it's a bunch of hardcores, but uh, we're we're definitely looking to uh, expand the network. So there's something for everybody. Well, I mean, you, you're you're doing something right when your your women's mountain bike day had what Nathan like 18, 20, 18, 20 people. Yeah. 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 So yeah, like in, the, in the last two three years, we've we've added the Swirly Burl, which is a great beginner cross country ish trail, but great for beginners. Super fun, easy descent. Uh, we put a ton of work into our our little Grom trail from the start of the clear oh, cut great. down for something for the kids to ride, just to to bring more families out and get more people involved. Mm-hmm. You're de- and you're definitely getting pull now. Like I've ran into people down there from Edmonton and Calgary when I've come down. So it's pretty cool to see. Mm-hmm. Ooh, how, yeah, how the did poker rally there, we've had riders come from Valmont and like we've even had one guy come back all the way from Vancouver Island because he loved the experience that much for the poker rally. So definitely keep an eye out for that in the first weekend of June. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was sad. Good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, because I think when when did me and James come down, Nathan? Like August? August for the ladies' ride. That yeah. would have been uh, August twelfth or fifteenth for the second annual ladies' ride. Yeah, and then yeah, um, hearing about the poker ride from um, Barnabas and everything, like it sounds like a good time. So I'll definitely be there next well, next year. Yeah. Um, how did you all get involved with Baseline? How about you, Nathan? Oh, um, I came back to mountain biking after welding and was just trying to get back to my core lifestyles and trying to find a better mental health and better lifestyle. And I were started working at Wipeout and Zach Shipowick, one of the regulars, locals, dragged me out there. And that was in like 2015, I think. And then it, yeah, you just get hooked. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's kind of when I came back. But yeah, I started riding there like early, like nineteen ninety eight, racing there, and then rode there till like two thousand eight. Yeah, me. <clears throat> I uh, so I'm the newest member of the. Board, I guess, or whatever, but um, I, in like 2019, I think, I think 2019, um, yeah, we were having our third kid, and I was going to Calgary to get a vasectomy, and uh, I bought <laughs> myself a bike for a vasectomy present, man. <laughs> I, I thought didn't even I test it. drive it. I just got the, I bought this bike and I was like, it looks good. Can you put it in the truck for me? I'm not allowed to lift anything. So this guy <laughs> put it in the truck for me, healed up. And then uh, once I was healed up, I went out with uh, old Dave Newman and uh, he kind of showed me around and I live close by. I just kind of got hooked. 
I was out there quite a bit and then just doing Friday night laps like every Friday night. And then a couple years ago, Nathan asked me to, if I wanted to be on the board or whatever. So I, uh, yeah, I think it, I jumped at that. It's a great group of guys. It's a good cause. It keeps me skinny. I'm fight the dad bod off, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm loving it. It's, a, it's good. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I like that kind of sports too. Like I'm into that kind of stuff. So I yeah, as we can on. see with with your side-by-sides and everything in the back. I thought you were yeah. going to say when you uh, were going to go to a, or for a vasectomy, I thought you were just going to say you bought a bike and then accidentally canned yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and th- these guys, like, uh, they uh, they pushed me pretty hard. <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoy that kind of that kind of stuff and they're just like let's go follow me and uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I, i've made sure my uh those funny little levers on the front of my bike uh work good when i have to follow anyone at baseline because you guys are fast (laughs) and hit things that i have no no way to guys are key (laughs) (laughs) just have a uh a, a brake changing station at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I guess I showed up. I moved to Rocky in 2014 and uh, was looking for a place to ride my bike. So I just um, was literally pushing my bike up the road. And, you know, the same, the same baseline attitude even back then, Eric Faubert and uh, Justin Turner. Sean Gray and um, Corey Slater were just like, get in the truck. And I was like, we can do it with trucks? Sure. This is way easier. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the, those guys took me to the top. And, um, yeah, it's just from myself moving to the area and finding a community like that um, has been great. Like, I came, I came for the mountains, fell in love with the riding, and stayed for Jason's mustache. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually years, buddy. <laughs> I think it's actually next to impossible to be in that parking lot and not be offered a ride. Like it's like you have to try to like pedal yourself before like you know you'd have to like constantly say no to like avoid oh, yeah. getting oh, yeah. four up. people four people are passing on the way up and you'll know, offer your ride also <laughs> yeah. yeah and it, yeah. if you do decide to pedal up the road everyone will everyone that passes will say get in the truck so <laughs> yeah that's like yeah. Jay, jason and eric did that to me my first couple summers there too i just show up after work and start pedaling and there they are. <laughs> Get in the truck. So yeah. 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 Like I, I grew up in Red Deer, uh, was always riding in Red Deer and Moose Mountain and BC. And I've never really ridden baseline. Uh like uh didn't really know anybody who rode out at baseline or anything like that. And um like back in the day, it was maybe a, a little harder to get the gate combo information and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, kind of knew Nathan a little bit and Zach Shipwick also at Whiteboat and said, come out to baseline. 
So came out to baseline and that was probably, I don't know, 2017 or something for the first time. And uh, was absolutely blown away by how good the riding was within an hour of, or an hour and 20 minutes of Red Deer. Yeah. Uh, baseline totally fits my style of riding. All the people who I met out there were all awesome people. Um, kind of started uh, just before the first poker rally um, that we held there. Um, we had a pretty major uh, windstorm, like just like we did last year, knocked a bunch of trees down on the road. Uh, so I put a call out for volunteers for the poker rally to come out and help clean up the, the road and get access open to the top again. And, uh, showed up there. We, with uh, Eric and uh, who else is there? Ed, Ed not Ed Coles, uh, Ed Chartran. Uh, just cut from the bottom of the road to the top of the road. Uh, yeah, met some great people, formed some good relationships and just have been coming out there riding ever since. And uh, like just with my work schedule, I'm usually off from uh, kind of end of March to middle of June before I fire up again. So first couple seasons out there came out and lived more or less at the mountain for 30 to 40 days in a row. Just doing trail work every day. Me and Eric get up, we'd either go hike or ride or go work on trails. Yeah. Go scope new lines and just have been, yeah, been at it ever since. I love it. It's a great community, great place to be. And uh, I uh, don't really ride anywhere else these days. <laughs> it's hard when you're you're like only an hour away or closer, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just that the style of riding totally suits my, like I'm like, I'll ride them, but I'm not that interested in blue flow trails or anything like that. Like I like the steep and deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, this is my first year mountain biking and I didn't even realize I was a mountain biker until it was like, people asked me how many, like how many days I went riding and I was starting to do like a hundred kilometers a week. Like you, you just kind of like get absorbed into the community and, um, like the adrenaline just pumps and like, kind of like blends the time. Have you guys experienced similar things? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all of a sudden you're crushing day after day weekend after weekend and just hooked on it yeah yeah or you go visit your friends in bc and they're all like you're actually fast (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, i am sweet (laughs) i was never fast before i'm not fast at home (laughs) yeah the, the the first year like that i rode baseline i was just on my like well a little like old slayer not is not definitely not aggressive as the new slayers like more or less cross six inch travel cross country bike and just <laughs> just going out there and riding all the time and then buying a downhill bike and then jumping on that riding all the time like my riding improved so much the, the first two years we were like i first really jumped into baseline i guess <laughs> I, I went from a yeah, pretty timid, slow cross country rider to a pretty, like a, it can manage on a yeah, downhill bike. Yeah. <laughs> you can hold his own. Absolute animal. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it does. It does become all consuming. Like, uh, yeah, I had my birthday last year and turned 40. And I was like, man, why not just ride 40 different locations from the 40th? So like all of a sudden mountain biking just took over the whole year. And like, I broke my arm and still managed to ride 41 different places throughout the year. Just it became that obsessive. Mm -hmm. Where'd you all ride? Ah oh, man, everywhere, everywhere yes, from <laughs> like uh, all the way out to the island, North Island, South Island, um, everywhere on the coast, and then pretty much everywhere in between there as well. Um, the surprise of all of them were like uh, the lakes south of uh, Medicine Hat, like Cypress Lakes and stuff. They got some surprisingly good like intermediate trails nothing super gnarly but i was like man i uh like i said went there on a whim heard some rumors and turns out the rumors were true they're pretty pretty fun trails down in different area like that that i'd never been to yeah i came across their their uh community down there and it seems like it, i i wasn't able to go down this summer but next summer i'll be making it down to see them and i'm i'm excited to to see the trails down there yeah definitely <laughs> definitely put it on your list and go and have a look so where does baseline like out of the 41 and going across all of Canada, where's baseline fit into that? Number one. <laughs> 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 like this, as Jason was saying, there's, there's nothing else like it. Like it's steep. It's like loose. It's classic. Like you're there, you're actually riding. Like you're challenging yourself every time you go for it. Like every time you drop into the ridge line, it's never the same. Like yeah. there's always some new loose rocks, there's a new trench somewhere that you didn't quite see. And like you're you can't just rest on your laurels and be like, oh yeah, this is easy. Like you're in it from start to finish and you're trying to find rest spots. Like, yeah, there's a couple of them along the way, but when you jump into Lifto and you start, you're like, okay. Uh the classic has shown some guys, some friends around <laughs> and they're like, you know, how's the trail? I was like, well, it starts here and just stop when you hit the road. So, <laughs> what do you mean? I was like, yeah, it's, it's going to be a handful. Like, just <laughs> you'll know when to stop. And they just finished and like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I think like, like Lifto, uh, Ghost Dog, Carney has, or it's like closest thing you can get to like, snow snowboarding or skiing i think on two wheels like it's just yeah. i hope you're you got to be able you're comfortable that uh you can still steer but not be able to stop if you want <laughs> <Kind of thing. laughs> I, I think i think that's like a big thing why like mountain biking in general is like excellent for your mental health is because if you're riding on stuff like that you have to focus on the task at hand and only the task at hand. Cause if you're not, you will get hurt like a hundred percent. So, and I, I think that's why it's great. It's just, you can focus on one thing, block everything else out, blow some energy and it's, it's great. That's, and it, it's turned into a lot of that for me too, not just physical fitness, but mental fitness. So. Yeah, there's there's just something about mountain biking. I don't know what it is, but like you go and it just gets like the brain flowing for some reason. Like it's adrenaline, it's fun, it's like clear like mind clearing and everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that ongoing, like the break from the ongoing stresses of life. Like, yeah. doesn't matter what you do. Like, there's always something. Like when you're at work, you're at home, or anywhere else like that. Like, but as soon as you get like out into the mountains on your bike, like it's you and the yeah. bike. You know, but hopefully it's you that the bike and your buddies because like everybody deals with it and we all go through the same stuff and we're all you know we've all got our own little inner demons to battle with but uh you know for most of us like that the grip therapy is what it's all about and like being able to hang out with friends and being able to take that break from the rest of life and uh yeah. you know reset yourself and hopefully carry on with a better a better attitude and a uh, friendlier smile the next day yeah, and hopefully maybe even some cool scars, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I shouldn't say the going rate of the times I've visited to how many injuries I've seen, but uh, that baseline might scare a few people away. But um, yeah, it's one to one right now. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we've had a few major incidents over the years but uh overall it's been pretty good a couple <laughs> broken bones yeah i think i think any bike park is riddled yeah. with that stuff like yeah for yeah. how intense the riding is out there it's <laughs> it could be a lot worse could see a lot more injuries <laughs> than we do <laughs> yeah yeah, I think it brings a higher caliber of riders, so you probably don't see as many as if it was like the some other bike park riding level at coming out to baseline. Yeah, you, you definitely got to think that. Like, <laughs> I've seen people, I've seen people come out to baseline with like a mud flap and like a little town bell, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm ready to go," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're doing get it. on in." <laughs> and like, you can take them down, but like, I think because people, people learn within like the first five, you know, 500 meters, like, they're like, mm. oh man, this got real. And you're like, yeah, yeah. dude, like this, is, this is real. Like you this is really love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I think it tends to, um, you know, beginners come out, but they definitely give it a little bit more respect than, you know, a wide open machine flow trail because they you know they learn pretty quick that it's not uh doesn't have the forgiveness where you can just cruise all over the trail like there is lines and if you're not in the lines you're having a hard time that's for <laughs> sure so a lot of people like we do get first timers and young families and stuff like that but uh i think the loam on the shoulders and you know hopefully not too many trees gives it uh, a little bit more respect than you know something that of a machine built style yeah, like I, I ride there with my kids and they're um, like four, six and eight. And they're uh, like, they're getting, they get better every time they're there and they just have a blast. But like they're, they're for sure getting bounced around and stuff. And I think that's part of it. Like I, from all the mountain bikers I've met, like anywhere, not just at baseline. I think in general, mountain bikers are like, are, uh, tough people <laughs> like they could take a beating pretty good i think so and uh yeah. The territory <laughs> yeah so. well that's that's what kept me away from mountain biking for so long like i i grew up skiing 
and you had pro deal and everything. So I'm like, why would I buy a mountain? Like hucking, hucking a cliff, you land in powder. It's always soft, like 20 feet, 30 feet, you know, you tomahawk that it's okay. But then I'm like on a bike, if you're standing still and fall over, that hurts. So anything else is going to be more than that. And I'm like, so why would I pay more to hurt myself more? And then the yeah, last summer I was like, I'm just going to do it. And then now it's like, yeah, I see that. I see why people yeah, do it. You get it. <laughs> They yeah. kind of go. Yeah. They kind of go hand in hand too. I think the two sports. So <laughs> I've been hurt a lot worse skiing than I have been on my mountain bike. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something coming from baseline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've definitely had more ski injuries than bike injuries for sure. But I've only been biking for four years, so. <laughs> So what's the future hold for baseline? Uh, Nathan? Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> more infrastructure, you know, signage. Uh, we are looking at doing some uh, machine built trails. Um, Eventually. <laughs> yeah, those are in the works. You know, it's not always easy when you don't have funding for it. So, yeah. We have big um, dreams, but we run on a pretty shoestring budget at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, exactly what Jason says. Like, it's not our biggest goal, but it is something there that we want to have done. Um, like, like we've I said, more a master plan. Yeah, and our master plan kind of has that all laid out over the next yeah. ten years. So we've done a bunch of mapping for trails that we would like to expand to, or start working on. Um, yeah, some different levels of machine built. Um, we've got uh, plans for possibly uh, some kind of gazebo or something in the parking lot. Three, I think. That are all part of the master plan. Uh, yeah, looking to expand the trail network into some more friendlier trails as well as maintain and improve the ones we already have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The idea is to uh, hopefully encourage, like, you know, people's partners, and not only that, the next generation of uh, mountain bikers coming up in the area. You know, we've got everybody on the board is pretty much approaching their forties, if not in their forties. So uh, it'd be nice to um, set something up for you know some younger talent coming through, and you know, pave the way for those guys to actually. Uh, have something to build a community around as well as opposed to you know um other alternatives that are nowhere near as cool as mountain biking that's for sure but uh to get people's yeah to get the kids out there and to get uh partners involved and the whole family dynamic in there is uh definitely a big target for us but yeah we're getting I mean, there yeah. we're getting any there. Uh, younger kids there 16 18 20 with lots of ambition, want to come out and do some free manual labor. <laughs> We're happy to have them. <laughs> it, it, it builds character, right? It does. It does. Hey, uh, at the at the race this year, we actually had like a pretty group of like a pretty sweet group of sick uh, young riders. Actually, I was pretty impressed with them. They were, uh, yeah, the youngest rider was some people yeah. at the race there for sure. It was good to see. Yeah. 
no, there was a few dads and a few moms chasing chasing kids down the trail, and I was like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> yeah little ones there, yeah, yeah, yeah. They always go fast, and they at those ages they still bend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So how did you? How did like what made you guys want to join the the executive board and stuff like that, and like give back? I it originally started because we were going to be basically um, we we're going to be harvested or logged, you know, similar to what Moose is going through in the near future. Um, mm -hmm. But there wasn't any club or anything, so there was no no reason to share information unless we set up a club. So yeah, I bunch of us got together and we're like, all right, we're now starting a club. And then um, you know, it started with. Like we had our first poker rally and it was just an idea and it was a really badly ran idea. Like there was people really angry about cheating and then there was lots of people laughing there laughing so hard about cheating. So like all of a sudden we had like one guy had eight aces and like, huh. <laughs> I don't know if that really happened on that one. But um you know, we were hoping like maybe twenty or thirty people will show up and then um you know, 70, I think 77 or 78 people showed up to us to be crazy people hurling down the side of the mountain. And like that definitely, like we started just to get the logging going and then um, things like the poker rally or um, costume rides or trail days, like, you know, just fed the stoke that kind of kept us going. Like all of a sudden, like other people want to come and hang out and like other people are grateful for what we do. And you know, that's all it took for pretty much all of us to be like, all right, we're doing this. And yeah. then, uh, you know, we all sacrifice our, out of our own time and you know, a lot of the time out of our own pockets. Like the club definitely wasn't sustainable for the first year. So like for the first two or three years. So we all ended up like pitching some money into kind of pay bills ahead of events and things like that. And then uh, we're finally at the point now where, you know, we actually we actually break even at the end of the season and we're like, whoo, that one didn't yeah. cost me anything sweet. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we've got a community behind us. Like I'd say big thanks to Nathan and his social media on that one. And then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, all the effort, you know, people like Jason put in on trails and all that kind of stuff and trying to find a friendlier face on the mountain over Thomas is pretty much near impossible. And then Great. I just show up for the, <laughs> With a funny accent and do the paperwork for <laughs> it worked good you got the accent the beard the mustache and the friendliness <laughs> yeah we've got it all <laughs> so uh, oh. oh go ahead oh i was just gonna say what's been like the like poker alley seems like the the big thing but is that that has that been like the biggest like be, like would you say like your best days out there Oh, they're yeah. all good days out there. <laughs> the the best is like Friday nights on a long summer night yeah. when all the boys show up and it's just like all the good old boys and then hot laps at one after the other. Boom, boom. You get yeah. eight laps in after. Yeah. Like I don't know. Poker Alley is 
is but. great. It's, it's usually like one of the best events of the year, but it's a lot of work and a lot of stress <laughs> and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of BS. Yeah. Like we're happy to do it. We love hosting the event, but like some of the, the best days for me out there, like May long weekend, hot, yeah. sunny. It's like the core group of friends. There's nobody out there because it's early season. This like this yeah. smash laps all day. Don't have to worry about <laughs> doing speeches or prizes or, <laughs> or hurting a hundred people up together. Or <laughs> yeah, poker rally is wonderful, but it it like I always say like like one of my my favorite parts of the poker rally is like I usually stay past the the Sunday or whatever is like Monday morning <laughs> out there. There's no one out there and it's all over. It was successful. And it's just, you're just, you're just happy to soak it all in and it just, just chill after all the weekend of, of craziness. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Night riding before the poker alley is also wicked. <laughs> Night riding is always a blast out there. <laughs> Basically, the poker rally is just like our big opener event, kind of kick off the season nice. for a lot of the like non-locals. They yeah. kind of understand that's like our opener. It's gone. But like, yeah, gone. poker rally, I, I usually don't even ride my bike. <laughs> Maybe one lap in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, group yeah. lap is always good at the poker rally. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That that's one of the best laps of the year usually. Usually, yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. a good time. Boys lap. We get <laughs> we get the uh, the board members together and sneak them up to the top without anybody else and just pick a trail and do a top to bottom lap and like you can hear people like screaming and hooting and hollering the whole way like there's trees falling over, there's rocks <laughs> flying everywhere, there's just clouds <laughs> of dust and like it was uh, it was a real special moment a few years ago like in a couple of guys tried to follow the board down and like they got to the bottom and they're like man we finally understand why you guys love it so much because like putting putting the board together and like going for it like yeah a few of us were pretty emotional at the bottom of that lap of just like all the hard work had finally paid off as the end of the poker rally and we're all we're all just together like you know just like a bunch of kids or you're a bunch of grown men just trying to escape reality just for a little bit and just uh it definitely hits the spot yeah i definitely think there's something about like getting on a bike it somehow like i think it puts you back maybe like 10 15 20 years like so you're just like a kid um oh yeah big time maybe it's the intensity maybe it's the fact that like trees don't move and stuff like that and it's and rocks hurt but yeah. you gotta be you gotta be totally present you can't be yeah. uh wandering on to other other stuff <laughs> um so how many days do you guys get out at base like i know you guys are pretty close so you probably see like 30 40 days of biking in the summer oh way more yeah you can do I have no yeah, idea. I'm usually I, Jason and me are usually there quite a bit. Jason gets at least 30, 40 just at the beginning of the season. <laughs> I know I'm there every other weekend. 
Well, yeah. every weekend, Friday till Sunday, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Rory, his yeah. is going to change. He's going to be coming out a lot. He's just yeah, been so busy. Last year was, or this year just gone, hasn't hasn't been the most uh, successful riding year for me, but uh, <laughs> there's some changes in the future. So yeah. I definitely look forward to going back to be able to spending, you know, three three or four days uh, uh, every two weeks out there just getting out and enjoying it some. Yeah, yeah. I usually I usually do uh, usually around 30 days straight in the spring and then get on to like a two-week in, one-week-out rotation, and usually I'm out there on my weeks off. I don't know. I probably got this year. I, this year I've done nothing but work, but yeah. I usually get probably 50, 60 days in for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, because I know the the um, women's ride went from, like, 6 to 18. Is that, like, common where you see, like, people, like, every year it doubles or um, grubs substantially each year? Yeah. Yeah. And that well, that was a big one. We're really starting to gain some ground, too, with ladies. Yeah, just- like- Shout out to like Dina. And yeah, Dina. Yeah. Her and her crew are pushing a, the women's riding out there pretty big, and it's really good to see. Yeah, and to, like but yeah, we oh, we started with like I said, we were our first poker rally. Like we hoped that maybe. Yeah, I think we had we'll get like 30 people, 40 yeah. people, and then like we got 70, and it was like, whoa. Like this this could definitely be a thing. And like our biggest yeah, poker rally just before COVID and stuff like that, we had like 220 riders. And like we had Rocky Mountain bicycles come out with demo bikes. We've had specialized out there, we've had Cannondale out there, we had um yeah, at one point we had Red Bull girls come out there and like hand out Red Bull drinks and drive a funny little car around. Like it was super rad. And then, um, you know, I'm kind of hoping we can do a similar turnout uh, next year with um, hopefully Rocky's going to jump back on board on board again and uh, Specialized will come out again and hopefully see some Red uh, Red Bull representation out there again as well. That'd be pretty sweet now that COVID's over and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff is finished. And like and shout out also to our long-term supporters like Nathan's Revolution Bicycle Repair, Revolution Cycle. Revolution has been there since the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're you, – I don't know. I, I just can't – the community, the businesses that support it, there's just like nothing. Like I'm always shocked by how awesome everything is always there. Um, and I know I keep saying it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. Uh, I, I wish I fat bike, so then I'd just come in the winter. But I go skiing, so I'll come back in June or May. <laughs> well, we I'm do ski out too. there. I'm, I'm a skier too. I'm not buying a fat bike. <laughs> <laughs> no fat bike here. <laughs> Maybe we can convince Nathan to get a, a an electric fat bike so he can just pull us up on the skis. <laughs> Actually, yeah. The the boys had. There was a pretty wicked storm last year, and the boys oh, actually had some really good skiing in the clear cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we went, I went sled skiing like I don't know four or five days last winter. Like me and Eric went up for the winter extravaganza, and we were skiing then. 
And then he phoned yeah. me the next morning. He's like, dude, are you working today? And I was like, no. <laughs> He's like, are we going side skiing again? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, so we did that a few times actually. It was, we had, it was awesome. Yeah. We had that wicked lap. Me and Rory and uh, Eric Nathan brought us up down yeah. on the bearded. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to come down because usually when I just go ski, well, I either go to high, like my family's down there, um, Rory, so uh, just on yeah. um, Prairie Creek Road, so not too oh, far. Oh, right on. Yeah. My house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll have to come down because last winter with the family, we were just pulling ourselves behind a side by side and built this big kicker that was sending, a, sending <laughs> me like 10, 20, 15 feet in there. And spinning threes off it but it was a flat landing so i'd love the i'd love the um baseline vertical to go down so then i don't have to land flat <laughs> bring your yeah. rock skis though yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i got a few of those so i'll be good it was great like i've i've snowboarded bearded uh two or three times now and it's always just a good time to be able to go through and hit all the wooden features in the in this in the uh winter instead of the summer it's definitely a good change for things but uh even the tight tree skiing in the winter there you can do a fat bike lap and then catch a sled ride up to the top and then man the tide turns through the trees and like you come out into the opening in the clear cut and there was just powder turns the rest of the way down. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. yeah, deep, deep of, snow. Lots of minuses yeah. to the logging. That was definitely one benefit. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened three years ago? That was just uh, last year. Oh, last year? The logging, you mean? No, no, no. Yeah. I oh, think the logging, logging like three, four years ago. Four, four years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant the skiing. I, I'm still on one. I got one track mind. <laughs> <laughs> and it was definitely like, I think the way we approached um, the skiing, uh, sorry, the skiing, the uh, harvesting was definitely a good thing. <laughs> the way we approached the harvesting wasn't, um, you know, a lot of places, like even out at Cumberland, Cumberland had to deal with harvesting and like, you can you can dig your heels in and you can argue about it but at the end of the day um the the harvesting no, company is there to do a job <laughs> you know you're you can't you're not going to um fight it there's a similar thing happened with um mech supported you know besides cop and didn't want the trails ruined in there and then uh mech ended up buying a block of land there that ended up like it went that way anyway so like uh the way we approached it was actually you know we were out there talking with the operators like taking bottles of whiskey out and like we actually worked with them to actually uh protect the trails the best we could so it wasn't too much of a um a mission to kind of bring them back to life once they'd finished the logging so uh you know we actually communicated well with those guys on that project and um You'll see on the side of baseline now. There's a bunch of kind of six to eight foot stumps, and like we went out there and they had maps of the trails, and they were like, "Okay, here's a trail," and so they cut high logs there so they knew where to work around, and they actually uh, were pretty respectful about it. You know, considering they didn't have to, it probably would have cost them more time and more money in the end, 
Oh, totally. But uh, working together with them as opposed to trying to fight them along the way um, definitely worked as a benefit and uh, helped us for helped us for the future as well because then um, it gave us you know they helped pile some dirt and stuff and uh, leave a road access for what will hopefully be a uh, a flow and jump trail in the future. So you know there's two sides to every you know to every kind of situation there but uh definitely trying to go with the flow a little bit and maybe help direct it a little bit as opposed to just digging the heels in and trying to fight it uh worked definitely in benefit uh in our situations so definitely you're, something to take away for for other user groups in that situation yeah like you're, you're not gonna stop industry like <laughs> we're pretty small potatoes compared to them they own the trees There's, no matter what no matter how hard you want to fight it or try to fight it, um, you're not going to win that battle. So like, yeah, for us, it was better just to work with them. And yeah, like Rory said, they're really respectful best they could for our trails. They like more or less treated them, all the trails as streams and only cross them with equipment where they absolutely have to. Um, so they wouldn't, there was really nowhere where they ran up and down the trail bed itself. They'd cross in one spot from one side to the other and kind of left the rest of it as is the best they could. And yeah, they, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that uh, I'm a fan of the logging out there or that baseline is better log than it, uh, it, it was no. not logged, but <laughs> um, for the most part, uh, they were really respectful and uh, they did whatever they could to help us out, which was more than we could ask for really. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I found that like, especially with growing a new brand, I find it a lot easier to see where I can help and assist and work together rather than like be like try something new or whatever, but yeah. Um, so how, like, you know, we're, we're hunting the good days. Like that's what good day optics is all about. H how do you, how does everyone here like make sure they have more good days than bad? Oh. Spending just time. <laughs> yeah, surround yourself by good people. Like people make the place, like I've traveled all over the world and stuff and definitely people make the place. Like you go out to baseline and they're, they're your friends. And if they're not your friends, they will be by the end of the day like everybody's super easy going super friendly and like you know how do i get good days man i i go out and i hang out with my friends because the friends are all like like i said we all go through the same stuff like we're all a unique individual snowflake yeah. just like everybody else you know like uh you can't you can't escape certain things but you know to be with your friends and maybe be distracted for you know a little bit is just definitely a great way for I think myself and I think for most of us out there to to try and catch better days over over any other day. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah, we're not we're not looking to one up each other or anything like that. We just want to hang out and have a good time out at the mountain with our friends. <laughs> I think yeah. I think that like uh I know I probably sound like a coach or something like that, but like just having a good attitude in the first place, like could could told, can just change turn your day around really like um 
every day is a new day kind of thing and you work with what you got and that that is it is what it is kind of thing if you if you uh just roll with it yeah and don't sweat the small stuff that you can't control yeah exactly <laughs> you can't control it like my my bike got run over by a truck and i was like it's friday night we can't do anything about it boys i'll drive <laughs> like what am i supposed to do right so yeah. whatever yeah. Well, it's still more more fun shuttling and being out there than it is to be at home moping, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, I did that when I broke my arm. So I went out lots and shuttled. But the first time I broke my arm, it was great. Just drive people <laughs> around and hang out because, yeah, it's surrounded by your friends is better than not. Yeah. Well, it's like, what it, about it you, Nate? Fun. Oh, just keep positive. There's already so much negative out there. So, just reminding yourself that all your friends and everything is just good and keeping that positive attitude. Like Tom said, just having that attitude can change everything immediately. If you start looking at all the bad stuff, it, well, how do you think it's going to turn? So just keeping that positive attitude always makes the good, like a good day, especially like out there, you know, like Roy said, friends, all that, like this, this even just a good day alone just talking to these guys like my the community that we have brightens my day so much so yeah it's incredible yeah i'm i'm stoked to see like all you guys down at or for the ones who can make it down at um woodridge's uh, appreciation um mm -hmm. it'll be a good sunday <laughs> it will be a good oh, sunday yeah. um but it's funny because like Rory, you said, it's like, you know, you'll be friends with them at the end of the day. I would, I would, I think I'd go one shorter. I think you're, I think it usually becomes your friends with them before you even get to the top of the hill. And then like even a quarter into the run, you're like best friends after that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, it's funny because nobody is, like I said, everybody knows how to ride. Like nobody's trying to prove anybody or prove anything. And everybody kind of leaves their ego in check and just, just wants to hang out. Like, that's what it's about, going out and hanging out with your friends and, like, having a good day. Like, nobody yeah. wants to go out and ride. And maybe people do. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> maybe they don't come to baseline. Maybe they just stay somewhere else, like, on Calgary <laughs> trails or Edmonton trails. Who knows? But, uh, like, people come out and they just, like, you want to have fun. Like, that's what it's about. It's about going out and hanging out with your buddies and having a good day, not... Uh, I've got to get to the bottom of this faster than everybody else. Like, good for you, pal. Like, right <laughs> cool. Up. See you there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait five minutes for you at the bottom, but I'll see you there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I really like what Jason said. Like, just don't sweat the small stuff. Like, yeah. that seems to keep chasing good. what you want to do. <laughs> If you don't want yeah. to do something, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, life, life, life's short. I got to experience that last summer um, when my mom went in 17 days. So it's like, you know, if something's not enjoyable, yeah. don't do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Try to make it a little more enjoyable or just stop. Yeah. <laughs> if you're hating your life every day, make a change. Do something different. Like, <laughs> yeah. No one wants to live like that. Well, and I, I think some that. people sometimes get stuck or whatever like they think they have to make big change but it's like you know yeah. i just started like i still haven't gotten back to the gym since um my mom passing but like um i, I just started biking and going out like 
maybe like an hour each day and it, you know, slowly starts improving. And then you're like, Oh, I need to do this. Or like, you know, like little things make the biggest change. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, Nathan, Nathan definitely saved me like a couple of years ago. I went through a pretty rough, uh, relationship breakup and I was like on a mattress on a, like not even a mattress, like a camping mat on the floor at, uh, at a buddy's place and I was, I was saying to Nathan, I was like, man, I'm pretty, pretty depressed. Like life sucks. And then I'm like, I'm on a mattress on the floor, like on a camping mat on the floor. He's like, well, why don't you go and buy a bed? I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, like that's pretty crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, having, it sounds weird, but making that little change, like I'm no longer on a mattress on the floor or a camping mat on the floor, I'm in a bed. And I was like, things are looking up. Life's really good. Life is really good. I've got a bed. Look at me go. But, uh, you know, without, without baseline and, you know, the friends from out there and having that community out there, like, I would have still been on a, you know, depressed in a camping mat on the, on the floor in a basement in Sylvan Lake. So. Yeah, I'm definitely much happier now with a bed where I am. So definitely made a difference hearing that from a friend. So the little things definitely count. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I yeah. Man, would you? <laughs> I'll, I'll edit the little part out of this, but um, um, yeah. Um, and I have a brain fart. I, I should do this on a, not a Tuesday night, apparently. Um, uh, closing but, thoughts, Nathan. Yeah, closing thoughts. Um, baseline rocks. Um, friends are great. And riding bikes is even better. <laughs> no uh just uh reminding that you're there's so much more here in this world and just keeping positive about it you know not like you say small changes like we all have had parts in our lives where stuff wasn't the greatest and looking at the positive side of it or understanding that you can change it because things could be so much worse. Like just one slight change or letting your friends know that you're not feeling the greatest, they'll get you out. Like, I don't know how many times these guys have got me out of the dumps and into a positive mind space. Yeah. So. Well, and I think, you you know, every, like, like every, we've said it a few times, like everyone goes through hard things, but until you, like and it's hard you got to share a little bit but then people like it, it just starts sparks new things and sparks them helping you and like wanting to push you out of that like slump um so i think friends go a long way oh yeah and it creates a community it, it, like being that vulnerable with people can like even just sharing say hey man get in the ride you like you don't know how that guy day went when you said hey get in the car and that just cheered him up probably monumentally it changed the whole community side of what he thought was his reality too so yeah and so awesome. anyways 
Well, thank you guys for coming on to episode three of Stoke Hunters. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey, thanks, thanks for, for having, having us. us. Thanks for having awesome. us. Thank you. Can't wait for Poker Alley. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, events for next year, <laughs> Poker Alley, Downhill Race. Yeah. Yeah. More ladies, ladies rides. Ride. Yep. Yeah. Ladies weekend, you know, costume oh. rides. Costume yeah. ride. Maybe we'll see the Stoke farmer back out uh, harvesting some Stoke. Oh, yeah, <laughs> some of that. Some farm fresh stoke. Yeah. Bring your stoke combine, boys. <laughs> awesome. Have a good night, guys. Yeah. Thank you. See, you. Yeah. Cheers, guys. See you later.